0: Hello, and welcome back to Tackling the Texans. I'm Eli. And I'm Max. And we're unbelievably excited to be joining you guys again this week uh, for the Texans wildcard matchup against the Bills, taking place in Houston, of course, the early Saturday slot. Nothing's new there. Texans get moved to the back of the bunch, but you know what? We'll look at a silver lining here. We got to get it out of the way first. We're watching football early, and... Hopefully it will take some pressure off for the rest of the weekend and and keep us de-stressed.
1: Yeah, and I guess the question there is when we beat the bills are we going to have the early Saturday slot the next week?
0: Oh god. I mean, even just saying that we're going to beat the bills scares me, Max. I we're, we're the better team out there, but we're going to get into it as this episode progresses, but you just really you just really don't know when it comes to Bill O'Brien versus a good coaching staff, dynamic, young team. There's definitely no guarantee here.
1: (laughs) To state the obvious, the Bills obviously came into the season without a lot of expectations. They made some interesting moves in the offseason, picking up some veterans and some, uh, I'd say, decent football players, while a lot of the media and the public was expecting them to develop their young players. Uh, they beat up on a, on a pretty terrible schedule, but here they are at the same place as the Texans, and they're going at it for this week. And honestly, I, I can't say for certain that the Texans will be moving on, but the Bills really haven't seen competition like this in weeks, if at all, this season.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the one thing I would argue to that is back in week 14, I think we can look to the Bills putting up a great fight against the Ravens, coming down to a last possession and really making it tough on them. And that's the game that I look to that scares me. Because obviously, we all remembered the, uh, oh, well, we don't want to remember, but we do, the terrible uh, matchup between Lamar and Deshaun, Houston and Baltimore where Houston absolutely got torched. Um, And I think that's where Buffalo really showed their difference from Houston and maybe the aspect to their team that will allow them to win, which lies in the fact that their defense can shut down even the most
1: high-powered offenses. And when we talk high-powered offenses, the Texans will be without Will Fuller this week, which means that Trey White will have all the opportunity in the world to really go at DeAndre Hopkins and solidify himself as uh, the supposed number one cornerback in the league that he considers himself? Well, look, I mean, let's be fair for a second.
0: We don't know 100% that Will Fuller's out. Remember that it's doubtful, Max. So there could always be him coming in at the beginning of the game, throwing them off, running a couple deep routes lightly. You never know. Um, I'm not expecting that from Bill O'Brien, to be perfectly honest, but... You really don't know, but I think that does play a huge role because what it turns into is it takes us very close back to that indie game. Now, of course, we're talking about a very different kind of defense, but a similarly effective defense in what they're able to do. And the problem there is that without the other pieces, without the other weapons on offense, we're going to need a big day for Kenny Stills, or else we're going to see a game reminiscent of last year where it's DeAndre on an island, and it's a hell of a lot of a sp- a smaller, lonelier, and more difficult island playing against Trey White than almost anyone in the league this year. And DeAndre's done it against the best. He potentially put up the best game on Stephon Gilmore that we've seen all year, the likely defensive player of the year. And I think that that's really going to be kind of the tail of the tape is seeing how the Texans can get past just looking to DeAndre if Will Fuller, in fact, does not play.
1: And you look at Gilmore and you look at that game against the Pats, and that's obviously the game that every Texans fan will point to when you bring up this Bills game. And it's, it's really our way of saying uh, that this shouldn't be a competition. But we saw a lot of new looks. We saw a lot of different things on offense in that Pats game. But it seems like a lot of teams have really started to pick up on it on film, and they're starting to cover up with those uh, tight end... Slips. Slips. Yeah, they're starting to cover up on those tight end slips. And I don't know if Kenny Stills is going to be as effective against the the back end against these Bill safeties. But uh, as much as I want to wish, I, I really think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have to uh, really ball out against Trey White.
0: And that means a number of different things. Because one thing that we've definitely seen from the Texans offense is this inability to start the games at all. So what that translates to uh, in terms of that DeAndre-Trey matchup is seeing Deshaun, but even more so the offense, and giving Deshaun the ability to take chances early and often looking at DeAndre. Because the only way that you're going to get this defense rattled is if you have them on their back foot early.
1: And with that being said, our run game really hasn't been... Working well enough to take the load off of the passing game, so I think getting out there and maybe look, we know Bill O'Brien's going to get out there and pound the ball up the middle a bunch of times against that Bills front, and he's gonna he's gonna try to try to bounce it out or do whatever he can to pick up a bunch of yards. But the reality is, the run game hasn't been working for a long time, and it's really important to get uh, Watson some different looks to get him out of the pocket to really push the ball downfield. And maybe put the pressure on another team moving further into the game for once. I think
0: that that's absolutely the key to the game. And it's something we haven't seen. We haven't seen Deshaun really be given the freedom in any first halves. And it's something that's actually been a detriment in a lot of games. And you can tell by the A, the fact that Texans are bottom five in first half scoring the league. The fact that they have not had a score um, in terms of getting a touchdown on an opening drive uh, at this point. And... I think that in terms of playing against such a astute, such a well-organized and well-coached, healthy defense, it's essential that you have to get Deshaun out of the pocket where he feels the most comfortable being a dynamic playmaker. And that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be beating Trey White on a lot of first moves. And that's not a shot at DeAndre, who is the best wide receiver in the NFL. You're talking about... An unbelievable cornerback who is peaking right now in his career. So where you see those defenses able to be broken down is when you allow Deshaun to get out of the pocket. When you take the onus away from our less than average O-line and you put it on our above average, young, dynamic, playmaking quarterback that we know the ball has to be in his hands to win with.
1: And we could say lots about this Buffalo Bills defense. We could talk about how Trey White is great. We could talk about how Tremaine Edmonds uh, might be one of the best linebackers in the NFL moving forward. But I mentioned earlier uh, in this episode that the Bills made some interesting moves where instead of developing young guys, they grabbed some pretty good football players in free agency. And a lot of that came along the O-line where they were really, really awful last year. But It really doesn't look that bad uh, this year, or at least doesn't look as bad as it did last year. And obviously we have J.J. Watt coming back this week. It looks as though he's going to play, and we we don't know what the snap count is going to be like. We don't know how effective he's going to be. But just one thing we've learned is having the presence of J.J. Watt is enough to make a true impact in this game and i think more than even just having his presence on the field having
0: his presence in the locker room having his presence on the sideline there for the defense is just absolutely invaluable you're talking about by far you know the the most respected um and longest standing veteran on that texans defense um i think that's going to absolutely inspire the defense to really have a uh, an an above average game because we've actually seen this Texans defense rally at certain points in the season in certain games they've absolutely come through stepped up to the plate and done well I think JJ coming back is the perfect catalyst to see something like that happen but you never know because you're also talking about an offense in the bills that's that's good it has its moments it can be sporadically explosive But I think the key comes down to what you mentioned, Max. That offensive line hasn't just given Josh Allen time. Even more so, it's actually allowed their run game to thrive. So Singletary's having a fantastic season, and I'm personally worried about
1: getting a little bit run over. It's fair to say, and what we really can hope for is that our linebackers come to play because we've seen a lot of good from them this year, but we've seen plenty of bad. And Singletary has been very effective, and our run game, for the most part, has been as good as it has been in previous years. And DJ Reader is still very, very effective. And Jacob Martin, who has looked better as a pass rusher than a lot of us uh, expected, he's getting better as a run defender, too. But Yep.
0: Uh, uh, No, I told Mom I can't. I told her that I can't I I fucked something up with our podcast I need to fix it I'm sorry like no like I really fucked something I'll I'll pay for your Uber or whatever if you want okay okay sorry man see ya.
1: sorry about that um exactly okay, like where I was, but Oh. What?
0: Okay, sorry. I responded to some guy's comment on a post about Kawaii and I was so late on it and I got fifty two likes.
1: So big time? <laughs> Damn. Okay, yeah, okay, go. Okay, I don't know exactly where it was, but I'm sorry. Um I think what's most important when it comes to having J.J. Watt back and I think what's most important in regards to this defense in our matchup against the Bills, I think is really just putting the pressure enough on Josh Allen to, number one, fluster him because he doesn't handle pressure very well. A lot of the times he makes decisions that, seem just flat out unfathomable but it's putting enough pressure to really uh, keep those receivers off of the Texans cornerbacks and just don't give them enough time to make our defensive backs look foolish because we've seen that a decent amount this year with many different teams and this this Bills team and the speed that they possess with their receivers really is no different Putting pressure on on Josh Allen so that their receivers don't have time.
0: Did you already talk about him running? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Max, I could not agree more that pressuring Josh Allen is going to be the key to this game. But I think that that pressure isn't just going to come from a downhill perspective. We all know that Josh Allen, second in the league in rushing yards, He's leading Deshaun in rushing yards right now. And I think that's very telling. So that's going to be something that the defense has to watch out for constantly. Obviously, every week, teams are game-playing.